welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website moneymatterstoptips.com and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today we have Logan Bennett on the line. He is the Chief Experience Officer over at Secret Fort. Uh, Logan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, to the listeners, I think uh, Logan and I just discovered all the answers to every business question <laughs> ever done, and I, and, and I did this by looking at Logan's LinkedIn banner, best banner ever. It, it has this picture of this amazing tree fort, and then below that it has a sign that says, no jerks allowed. And I said, Logan, you know, in the pre-show, I'm like, man, if we could just get those three words done and, and implemented, we're good. Business is good. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So, um, Logan, we're going to get into what you're doing over at Secret Fort, and uh, I want to know a lot more about the company and what, how you're helping your clients. But before we get there, let's just start with your background. How did you get started as an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, um, I have a uh, pretty non-traditional path um, to get to where I am today. I um, It took me two times around uh, at college. Um, to land on the path that I'm at, but I also, I've had a lot of different careers. Um, I've uh, been a professional snowboarder. I've been a pastor. Um, I have been a corporate payroll tax accountant. Um, and then finally I got into marketing and advertising. Um, but it was the second time around at college back in, I think, 2008, um, I was uh, laid off during the recession and um, didn't have a degree. I didn't have a network. Um, and so I, I went into panic mode trying to find a job and then um, decided to go back to, back to school. Um, and I was able to uh, quickly find something that clicked. Uh, marketing and advertising really clicked while I was uh, getting my my degree uh, and decided that that's the path I really want to take. And because of the recession and getting laid off, I also knew that I needed to build a network. Um, so I worked really hard um, building a network way before I was done with school so that I could make sure that if that ever happened again, I wouldn't be um, kind of left in the dust and uh, not knowing what to do. So because of that, I um, actually met um, a guy named Reggie Weidman, um, who worked at, an, at a very small uh, advertising agency um, and um, met him on Twitter, actually. And I met a lot of people on Twitter back in back in those days, um, and met with him. He brought me on uh, kind of part time at the agency, um, kind of as an intern, but I was uh, more kind of full full time sort of also as I was finishing. I had a year left of school, so I was finishing up my degree also, um, and that took me down the path of um, more on the 
technology side of things because that agency was a uh, a mobile and social agency. Um, we did a lot of uh, tech innovation stuff, kind of hacking different technologies in order to build uh, marketing and advertising campaigns for our clients. Um, and uh, after that, I've had a lot of different um, positions that have kind of gotten me where I am today. The agency that I worked at that in Portland, that first agency actually went out of business. Um, and but by that time, I had built up a basically a global network of people. So I reached out to everybody that I knew, uh, let them know that I was looking, and I actually within a week or two, I had uh, interviews lined up with agencies clear across the United States, um, and I ended up in Chicago um, running the UX department at a kind of medium-sized agency uh, doing um, user experience strategy. So I was managing the user experience group. They were the ones that were in charge of doing uh, the design and of websites for our, for our clients. Uh, but I kind of built it from there beyond websites because I've always felt that user experience um, should not be limited to just websites because whenever a consumer works, you know, interacts with your brand, there is always a, a, an experience that they have, no matter if that's digital or not. So we spread that across pretty much every consumer touch point. Then I went to another agency called Cavalry here in Chicago uh, to work on the Miller Coors business that they, that they had. Worked across their brands as a, um, I can't remember my title, but it was uh, something like engagement strategy director. Uh, but basically I ran uh, UX strategy, data and analytics, um, and uh, tech innovation. Um, and then um, I went to work for VML and, and had a lot of different positions there, but eventually ended up being um, what is called a creative technologist, which basically I worked across, the, across North America for all of our clients uh, with different creative teams to help them understand how to use cutting-edge technology and tech innovation to make ideas more impactful for the brands. Um, and then uh, I'm here today as uh, Chief Experience Officer and Partner at uh, Secret Fort. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> so I, I, wanna, I want you to elaborate. Let's talk more about um, the idea of building a network. Um, mm -hmm. Because for a lot of people that are just getting started out, or even people that are pretty seasoned in their careers, um, to me, I'm thinking if I could go back into college today and LinkedIn existed today, I'd probably spend 10% of my time on LinkedIn networking above my studies be based off of just everybody's out there. You could see what's going on. There's no excuse for graduating college anymore and not having something lined up that you want. You can yeah. literally spend four years getting to that point or however many years it takes you to graduate of getting the perfect job you want right off the top. 
Um, and I don't see as many people do this as I would imagine um, on LinkedIn or other places. Like they, they graduate and it's like, okay, now what's next? You shouldn't have to, you don't have to have a guidance counselor or even a network anymore. It's all public. Um, right. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit more about your ideas on networking, how you think that the new generation could or should do it, and, um, and, and why they should do it. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, you know, um, networking is really important mainly because you never know who you might meet, and you never know where those people will end up or, or, what, or what they can help you with or what you can help them with down the road. Um, and, you know, networking is also one of those things that um, I, I, I see a lot of graduates uh, approach it as only a tool to get a job, which which it is a tool for that. But um, when you're approaching it that way, rather than rather than approaching it in just a, I want to connect with you, I want to learn from you, I want to you know talk to you about myself and my passions and things like that. Um, it a lot of times is very off-putting for the person that is kind of receiving a, a message from you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's crazy to me when I when I hear about people graduating and then all and then they're like, okay, I graduated and now I need to find a job. And in my head, I'm like, I don't understand why you didn't have a job lined up, why you didn't have. Uh, people that you were meeting that could that could put you in to something before you were graduating. Um, yeah, LinkedIn wasn't. It was just starting to become a thing back when I was graduating from college, um, and so my mode was was Twitter. But I would I would reach out to somebody. I would say, Hey, I'd love to just grab coffee with you or or buy you a beer. And I just want to know more about what you do and try to get a sense of um, what it would be like for me to actually work in this industry. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I think nine times out of ten, that person that I was meeting really couldn't do anything for me, but they oftentimes would be able to introduce me to somebody else. And then that person would introduce me to somebody else. And in fact, when I met Reggie, uh, I actually met him because I did an informational interview and bought somebody a beer and they saw some strengths in me that were like, oh, you would be perfect to talk to this, this Reggie guy. I'm going to introduce you to him. No, definitely, Logan. So that's, I mean, that's all great advice. I, I love the tips. I love what you're talking about. Um, and the, and I also really loved your approach of what, um, how um, students or somebody should take. So they should look at more of a standpoint of a mentorship almost or just asking um, people about what they do and also um, to kind of picture yourself working in that industry if it makes sense. It's just a much softer approach and it's more genuine. Um, let's switch it up a bit, though. I want to talk. Um, more about what you're doing over at Secret Fort as a chief experience officer. Uh, so what kind of clients are you helping and what are you helping them with? Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're helping clients. I mean, we're, we're in Chicago, so uh, naturally we do a lot of CPG work. Um, but, but we're helping some automotive clients. We're helping some uh, 
clients in the trucking industry, uh, CPG industry, um, you know, candies and, and packaged foods and beverages and things like that. Um, but I guess so my role here is, um, uh, I guess, largely business development since I, we are a, a small um, agency and, you know, we're trying to grow. But um, my, my partner is our, is our chief creative officer and he's actually the founder of Secret Fort. Um, but he brought me on to help with um, all things digital and um, consumer experience. Um, so in today's marketing world, you can't, you can't really do marketing and advertising like we did back in the good old days when all you really had to worry about was TV and print and, and billboards. Um, nowadays, there are thousands and thousands of different consumer touch points that any of our um, brands target audiences might interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so a big part of it is helping our clients understand how to use those channels and how consumers are using those channels to help them figure out the, their approaches to those or how they should be uh, positioning their marketing or getting their creative message across on those channels to best serve those um, those consumers. It's a, a big job and oftentimes it has a lot to do with uh, digital and social and nowadays machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, so I handle a lot of that stuff too, figuring out the strategy behind those things. Um, but we also have a very different operating model from most uh, creative agencies today. And the agency industry right now is in a pretty big um, upheaval and change. Um, brands today are thirsting for agencies to do things differently with their, with their brands and their money. And agencies are really fighting that. Um, so my my partner, I actually worked with him back when we um, worked on Miller Coors together. Um, he, uh, he's, he's thought of a different way to do it. And I was very intrigued by that. I didn't really want to go to just another, another advertising agency. I wanted to do things differently. And so he came up with a model that keeps everything very small. We have a very small core team and we're designed to be that way of uh, permanent employees. Um, and the rest of our talent we sourced from a nationwide network of what we call makers. Um, it's really utilizing the gig economy. Um, and um, they range anywhere from art directors and copywriters to data scientists and developers. Um, to just photo photographers and videographers. Um, so they're the ones that really make that creative work for our clients. It helps us keep things efficient and nimble, um, but it also helps us put um, the right people on the right brands and the right projects um, in a way that most traditional agencies can't do because they are constantly dealing with the overhead of 
full-time employees that they just have to put on projects. So that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, what I am doing here at Secret Fort and what Secret Fort in general is trying to work on. Um, we are actively trying to change the way advertising is done in this uh, kind of crazy world that we live in. So what are, I know this is going to switch from, from, uh, from, you know, client to client, but what are some of the big mistakes that you find, like you're onboarding a new client, what are some big mistakes that you find that they're making now? Um, I think, you know, that, that's a, uh, interesting question. I, I think a lot of times it's, um, failing to really see the potential of what they could be doing with their brand. And a lot of times that is because they are dealing with um, agents, huge uh, global agencies, one that I used to work for, you know. Um, so I have kind of both sides of the experience of this. They're, they're dealing with big global agencies that are oftentimes publicly traded so they have their own um, agendas and their own bottom line that they have to um, meet for their for their shareholders, which I totally get. Uh, but it it tends to um, water down and hamper the the uh, creative messaging that could that could be put out there in the world that really resonates better with consumers because it's a safer play. So, um, and, and a lot of times clients are spending their money with these agencies because they believe, well, they're the big agencies, so they should know better what they're doing. One of the great things about Secret Ford is that most all of us here have spent a lot of time working on those really big brands for those really big agencies, so we have all that experience. Um, but we also... Uh, kind of have been able to see the downfalls that those large agencies have right now. They used to serve a purpose, and it was a great purpose, but now in this, in this day and age where things have to move faster, those large agencies just can't move fast enough. And a lot of times clients don't, um, they don't see it yet, how quickly they need to move and how, how many different things uh, consumers are really interacting with. Um, I've worked on a lot of very large CPG brands here in Chicago that um, are still kind of operating in the old days of your just mass awareness TV is the most important thing. Um, and other channels just don't matter as much, um, which to an advertising agency that is very large and has a lot of shareholders that they have to uh, make happy, that actually is the uh, holy grail because you get a lot more revenue from TV uh, production than you would a lot of this more nimble um, uh, multiple channels, more personalized programmatic approach to things. Um, and so they're more than happy to just spend the majority of their time doing those TV commercials. But TV today um, just doesn't do what it used to be able to do because eyeballs are split in so many different directions. Not everybody is watching your TV commercial. In fact, most people 
probably aren't seeing your TV commercial today. Um, so that's, I think TV is probably one of the biggest pitfalls, but yeah. Oh, that, that's all great information. Um, if somebody wants more information, Logan, about yourself or about Secret Port, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, um, uh, www.secretfort.com is our website. Um, and that kind of has everything on there about Secret Fort and our, our information. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm not as active on there, but <laughs> that's uh, at Log Bennett, uh, L-O-G-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. And then um, you can find me on LinkedIn too. Um, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn for sure. All right. Well, hey, Logan, thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, Logan, thanks again for coming on the show.